Esoteric Education of La Chiva. These are the official worship services of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, conducted regularly for you. La Chiva is the demon in me, and I am La Chiva. And the reason that I say that every time is because when I was a child, I was frightened by being told that the parts of me that were queer, my queerness was demonic, and it scared me. And at the time, in the 80s, well, they weren't saying this in the 80s, it was the 90s, but I was hearkening back to the 80s when I had watched or been exposed to horror films like The Exorcist and Amityville Horror and things like that. It was in the zeitgeist, this demonic possession. So it was a really scary thing to say to a young queer person. But now, I say it with pride, La Chiva is the demon in me and I am La Chiva. We are identical and I identify with the demon. I am a neo-pseudo-shaman, anarchist queer, expressionist, spiritual artisan, witch, and diviner. And I am at your service. I want to care for you. And I hope you might also care for me, so all of us can just barely survive, and maybe even thrive in this dim, dismal world. FishStoryGallery.com is the online site of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, where all our offerings are consolidated for you, including a page where you can make an appointment with me, with La Chiva, for a tarot divination, or just to chat, whatever, really. On Patreon, for almost nothing, you can get episodes of this program early and your donation helps, keep, um, helps us keep and grow the faith. Thank you, and thank you for listening right now, because it is for us an act of mutual care in and of itself. Just your listening, just to be heard, for at the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery, what we do is for an audience. And I have some prepared remarks today because I feel like if you're saying it's a religion and even though there are online texts that you can read on fishstorygallery.com in the Fish Stories section, you can read some texts that will illuminate the religious faith for you. But if you're going to be saying out loud that you're doing religion, then you should say out loud some prepared remarks about what that religion entails, what's going on there. So, first of all, as a like a lot of religions would say these smarmy things, um, you know, it's your religion, because it is, it's yours. Even if you just religiously consume our performances or consume them at all, our performances and productions, you are the audience. And what we do is for you. Now I could look there. What we do is for you. And um, so it is your religion because it is for you. It is an, it's done for you. It's performed for you. It's an anarchist queer performance art religion, really. Neo-shamanic of magical praxis and a, a religious faith of magical praxis beyond belief. Doesn't matter what you believe. 
and what we do is for an audience and it's always on a pay what you can basis because it's religious and it has to be something you support and that supports you spiritually and also materially in an act uh, in a circuit of mutual care so it's what you do and not what you profess or believe it's all about the pageantry and the music and the fun part even the scary parts and the dramatic parts and with or without um no the scary parts and the dramatic parts and without wait i've really i'm reading prepared remarks sorry the dramatic parts and without without any of the chanting creeds or oaths or praying to some deity praying up to some deity we're okay with all deities and spirits and spiritual beings and beings of any nature, demonic or angelic or otherwise. But we seek to sit across the table from these beings in the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, have a dialogue, praying toward one another in spiritual acts of mutual care across the boundaries of space-time into the indelible, numinous place where space-time doesn't exist. So, sure, gods and all the rest of them, spirits, what have you, but they're not our boss. But we make, instead, objet de spiritual artisanry to interconnect with spirit, with our own, and in some way... No, hold on. So we make these objects of spiritual artisanry, which are like talismans that communicate across the divide between our space-time in which we feel there's beginnings to things and ends to things, like our lives, most, I guess, pertinently, <laughs> or relevantly, and then the other place where there's not beginnings and not endings. And the fabric of being is continuous. It's really hard to wrap your mind around, to be honest. So, the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery has a set of roots. And they are not principles. There's one principle, what we do is for an audience. That is a principle. And magical praxis beyond belief. That's another, you can carve those into something, I guess. Cheese. You can carve those into cheese. Vegan cheese. <laughs> we try, we try. And so the sort of ridiculous, there's a sort of ridiculous nature. It's an ecstatic, queer, inscrutable at times, religious practice. But the things you see, the emblems, fox, goat, octopus, the eye, etc., various things, these are just symbolic gateways, just talismanic um, imagery, symbols, they're not things we're praying to. They might be things we venerate. Um, we look at things, venerate something over time, like a text, like the I Ching itself, the tarot itself, um, the Tao Te Ching, Ursula Le Guin translation. Um, these are things that we would say we venerate them as having historic significance. Even a, a person you know, like an author, but you have to be careful with people because veneration with people, some people are not really people, are they? They're just like figures, and you can venerate them in that way. 
um, or th after they die, they kind of become this sort of other thing, this kind of figure, this symbol, you know, and you remember it. But you have to be careful because you can't get into upward worship. It has to still be a dialogue or else you're doing another religion. You're not doing fish story gallery religion anymore. So there is a ridiculous nature to it. <clears throat> it has to be silly. And the ridiculousness releases it into spirit somehow when it releases it out into the into the numinous beyond as it were and so we're really doing theology here today and we're talking about it but every so here we go i forgot the roots the root not principles but practices so you see it's praxis uh, in, in philosophy, praxis is always opposed to theory. It's the doing as opposed to the ideal conceptualization of the doing. So I guess what we're doing now is kind of like the conceptualization of it. Six, this came to me. This was channeled, I want to be honest. It was channeled in... A divination with the tarot I put out six cards and suddenly I knew that I had found and you know you can anytime put out six cards and you don't find a religion but this time I put out six cards and I was like oh my goodness these are the root practices these are cards that represent the processes of change that constitute the root practices of the religious faith of fish story gallery and root we say ridiculous operations of organizational trickery. So ridiculous, of course, we've already said it needs to be ridiculous to release us into spirit. So it has to be a bit crazy. And then operations, because it's a word that begins with O, and we need to spell root. And so it has to be something like doing something, operating, you know, so O, operations of organizational now this is important because why do these practices why have a religion why do anything religiously like even exercise or whatever you do it to organize your life you have you're born at point a you die at point wherever x and then you um in between have to organize that time you know there's a you know in various ways so organizational and trickery is that you're always kind of tricking yourself you're always kind of fooling yourself because in reality of course it's just all for nothing you're all gonna die and I'm so sorry to tell you that but you are and so like it you're just kind of tricking yourself into thinking that you have this time you know to organize and do stuff with you don't have anything you have no guarantee of anything of course now that's too frightening to contemplate very much the Buddhists love to contemplate it and think about it all the time I think it's more fun to do other things um, as you have that sort of in the background and so ridiculous op so you do ridiculous operations of organizational trickery now I see I get paranoid now and I'm thinking are we still recording I have to check okay and so wisdom reading so these each have two sides to them. This I just came up with this morning even. The two-sided nature of the roots. Just as the yin and the yang. Each root has a receptive and an active component. Wisdom reading and listening. So it's really an activity of listening 
when someone is reading or saying wise things out loud to you. I like reading because it refers to a text, and a text is something that doesn't sit, that sits still, at least for, I mean, texts are wild and they don't sit still and they go out and do crazy things, um, but they, you can hold it in your hand at least for the space of a Bible study, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like at least for the space of, you know, a short period of time with friends to chat about or just listen to it out loud. So listening to texts read out loud. Now in the f religious faith of Fishjoy Gallery, there are certain important texts, but I'm, I kind of am slow to post them up or talk about, th I've mentioned them in the sci-fi SF episode previously, some of these texts, and I read from them, so I practiced this route, wisdom, reading, and listening. So the active is the reading out loud and listening. Then, feeding or administering of medicine and making food and making medicine, and that's the active component, and then the the receptive, not passive, because receiving is in is not a passive thing in some ways. It's consuming. So you make food for people and I you make food for people and you then make medicine for them and then those people consume it. They're the audience, you see? So there's always an audience. What we do is for an audience in the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, we're doing theology. Making, this is the next route. So we have wisdom reading, feeding, and medicine making. And then we have making objet de spiritual artisanry. Now, I don't like to use the term art anymore because it's too commercial. And an art object is really nowadays just something for sale, really. I mean, now they, I don't know. There's collective, there's, they're trying to redefine it in the art institutions, but I have to step outside of that and say that the value is in fashioning something, a poem, an object, a painting, some sort of object of talismanic resonance through which you and spirit can communicate to each other. And it needs to be ridiculous and it needs to be kind of off the cuff in the religious faith of Fisher. It has to be what you're inspired to do, your inspiration. It's not about a particular topic. There's no prescription. It's just the making. So any anything that you might make fits in there. Then the facilitating, I hesitate to say teaching, but the doing together of yoga. And usually someone has to kind of say, okay, we're doing this position and that position. So kind of like the person who's saying, let's do a yoga, let's do meditation. Let's, you know, so there's a, a this one is more mixed in terms of active and receptive. It's the doing together that's very important of mind, body, or embodied discipline practice, like yoga and meditation. I maintain that um, Tai Chi probably fits in here and maybe some other practices, but I'm familiar with yoga and meditation, so it's all I have to offer you. It's like I say to my 13-year-old son, I can teach you yoga because it's what I have to offer. I can't offer you things I don't have. Divination, really important because this is like prayer. This is that dialogue. This is that sitting across the table from spirit is what divination truly is. 
And so you are the diviner, or you are divining, or you are queering, and you're the querent, with two E's, queer. And so divining, really important. You ask questions, you get wisdom from this random system. I say any kind of divination, but in the religious faith of Fishjoy Gallery, I guess you could say, we ecstatically recognize the tarot and the I Ching, because that's what, because as far as I'm aware, it's me and maybe one other person who's, wait a minute, the computer's listening. So it's either me or one other person who's following this, and so like, you know, we know how to do tarot and divination. So that's divination. And then, kind of wrapping it all together in a special culmination is the celebration. The performing, the exhibiting, you put on an exhibition of your spiritual artisanry, you and the receptive, you know, role in that is audience member, of course. So you're exhibiting, performing, and audience. I called this previously, this route, magic spells, because I feel that anytime you exhibit something or perform it for an audience, offer it to an audience, you're doing a magic spell. And we are, so it's the interplay of these active and receptive practices, reading, listening, feeding, consuming, making, patronage, that's the one. For the making of objects, the receptive component is patronage. Saying, I'm just going to give you what you need, the space, the tools, the money, the support to make these objects. That's the passive or the not passive the receptive role there with the expectation that you will know what to do with what I give you. So that the interplay of these active and receptive um, practices resemble yin and yang. And, um, and I think that's, you know, very powerful, not masculine and feminine and all of that, but that brings us on to our topic for today. So, Every time we do these religious services, I could even say worship services, why not? We choose at random, because every worship service is a um, divination in and of itself, always. So we choose at random one of the roots. And the root today that we chose was divination, as it happens. There's only six of them, so it's gonna get them sooner or later and then the then there's golden topics I don't even know how many there are 30 something all little random things that I won't even try to list them off but like a lot of just random ideas and thoughts <clears throat> that you can bring to bear with these different roots so you can think of them in terms of you know if you do div if divination is what you're doing root wise and you get something a topic, then you'd make a divination about it. You ask the cards about it, and that's what we're going to do. So we, <clears throat> what's really interesting is that we have now the apprentice witch with us, if she doesn't mind was saying that. Um, <laughs> Zoe, who's here? She's doing the camera. She's helping with the setup. And it's, and she's, by all, I guess, traditional definitions, pretty feminine. She's lo she's looking. I think she defies that in probably some ways, but you know, and that's a big part of like 
the non-binary presentation, I guess I would say, of La Chiva, the demon in me and the demon that I am, is that is a lot of the power, is it? Is that it comes from what I guess a lot of people are going to presume is a male body or a man's body. And then out comes this kind of like punk feminine thing. Now, this isn't like a new thing, but I think that frisian is very old. And a lot of, uh, you know, um, cultures have worked with that over the years. So this using the feminine as a sizzly tool to interject into, um, you know, drag and all of that. But this is not that. This is not drag. This is religion. And it's not a drag religion. Um, although drag could be an objet de spiritual artisanry. You know, it could be some an object, a drag performance could be an object that you make, but that's not what I'm doing. And um, I'm doing non-binary spiritual work. And now we're going to ask the cards about the feminine. Now, what we had is two cards that jumped out, and we're going to call these masculine and feminine. <laughs> we're going to call these the opposition, the binary. Let's call these cards the binary. What is the binary? Tarot. <laughs> I turn over the card. <gasps> okay. Wands cards. So we know it's something that's fleeting, like fire or smoke or something that, you know, comes and goes quickly. So the binary is not stable. But yet we have two cards that represent both a certain kind of instability and and sort of celebration really or what the welcoming of you know um or a total not total stability but a moment of stability so let's investigate these two cards um closely the ace of wands and the four of wands so wands cards the ace of wands so the binary is the idea that there is something to uh, that there is a difference the introduction of difference that's what the ace of wands represents just as the magician does we could have gotten the magician card but i think what we're being told by spirit here sitting across the table from us is that the binary is not a big deal if we were given the magician and the What's the four card in the tri triumphs? The magician and the, um, obviously the emperor. If we were given the magician and the emperor card, that would be just a bit too much, you know, um, I think. It would be a bit like the binary was a really big deal. The gender binary or the binary between feminine and masculine is a really big deal, which we can't say that. And so we say that it's not a, that big a deal it is a big deal on one hand but it's not it's fleeting that's what we're getting when we have old wands cards see sometimes i should just not go into it so much so, <laughs> but the ace of wands is like the introduction of difference the four of wands is the stabilizing feeling that you have you know so i often say with the four of wands in the smith rider weight deck you have this kind of celebration going on looks like a wedding or it looks like maybe a Jewish wedding with the canopy set up, the four wands as the posts of the canopy. And then I've heard it talked about as a tent where you would sit there and wait for people, and you'd have it as an open tent on either side so you can see people coming and going. There's something Abrahamic about that, I've heard. Um, Abraham used to do that, apparently, back in Bible days. And so there's this feeling of like, okay, of a temporary, like a tent, 
a temporary celebration. Like when you come to the party and you're like, oh, I'm in the party now and the party's going on. But a party's always a really temporary thing. But it's a temporary feeling sense of stability that you get. And then it falls away. And what's really interesting is when you see a lot of people getting worried about gender non-conforming you know, or presentation, or the feminine being seen where it feels like the feminine doesn't belong, is that's their sense of the binary as giving them stability being destabilized. So that's the ace of wands. So then, so it's like this interplay, these two things interplaying between a sense of stability or something stable and s what disrupts that. And now, the feminine. Let's put the feminine in the middle. Three. I think we'll do three cards because three is like a very... The Empress card. And she is, I guess, the feminine. <gasps> what we have here is the... Uh, in this deck, which we're using the Shrine of the Black Medusa deck. Um, uh, really wonderful deck. You can find it at Little Red Tarot. But like the Shrine of the Black Medusa, no, so in the Shrine of the Black Medusa deck, this is called, they fall, she um, follows the Toth Tarot in some ways. There are some, I think this is such a good deck because it really does its own thing in many ways and subverts the Toth and subverts Smith Rider Wait, The Shrine of the Black Medusa, great tarot deck. The Adjustment card, often called the Temperance card, so we would say the feminine is like, you know, and that I guess the kind of traditional or stereotypical thing would be like, you know, those rowdy boys and then the feminine person comes in and tempers down all that rowdy, masculine, crazy energy. But maybe that maybe there is something to that. Maybe we would say we're not linking feminine to woman. I think that's a very important thing that the adjustment card or the temperance card tells us to do. This thing keeps slipping down. Is that <clears throat> we, it is a balance, but it is how the feminine itself should be viewed separate from female bodies, also together with them, but in some ways separate, and as providing a kind of temperance or a counterbalance to the most rowdy impulses of, obviously, I guess, the masculine, because we're talking about the binary. But we're seeing the binary, remember, as something always on the verge of being destabilized, and as something that provides us great comfort temporarily. So if I dress in a way, let's give an example. If I dress in a way that comforts the people around me. It's the way they expect to see me. So I guess um, wearing boy clothes in a professional setting would be an example. Where I actually feel denuded of my power. I feel completely like, you know, almost like stripped bare or whatever. But it, it as a full social subject because some of the power that you have as a social subject is of course because you're subverting something you know so if I wear the feminine clothing and it's not what people suspect I have power but I feel uncomfortable that's the way to put it if I wear the 
I feel a certain discomfort. I feel very comfortable wielding the power, maybe, but then there's a discomfort because it's going to destabilize the other people around me. Then if I do what they expect and wear what they want me to or what they would feel not destabilized by, then inside I'm kind of empty, but I feel a bit more comfortable. At least nobody's going to beat me up, right? <laughs> so um, the temperance card... I think is about is really pointing out again these kinds of balanced interplays. Zoe, do you have anything from a decidedly, I guess, feministic? We'll call it a feministic perspective. Well, what do you think the feminine does for for um? for us as social subjects. Because this is saying it kind of tempers the more violent aspects, but there are, I guess, some very violent aspects to the feminine as well. Let me ask this. So you're saying, just so we have it recorded loudly, like you're not sure if your idea of the feminine or femininity is the word you used is based on stereotypes or not. Now, this is interesting because is the feminine soft? Is it quilted? Is it like, you know, lacy? Is it pink? You know, like, and then a lot of people, I think, would say, hell no, it's definitely not. And I would almost say, here's where I would draw a distinction. And this is something to do with me as well, is like, is it feminine or is it effeminate? And when we would say effeminate, we might say that's my behavior and presentation. <clears throat> and I would say it would be if I was telling you I was not a non-binary person, but just a swishy gay man, you know, a swishy campy man, then I would, my behavior would be effeminate. That's my interpretation, and people could argue with me. I'm just working around <coughs> with ideas here. I like using feminine as a way to connote some of those traditionally female roles like child rearing and nurturing and um you know emotional indulgence and you know there there darling and all of that i like calling that feminine <clears throat> in a way and and saying it's wonderful activity for anyone to do you know like um any bodies should do it um but i guess effeminacy would be playing at the feminine and I would say, as a parent, I nurture in a way that I want to be feminine, as a feminist parent. So those are my thoughts. Do you have any other thoughts to add? <laughs> um, I don't want to put anyone on the spot. She's really just been asked here to hold the camera. So <laughs> it's not, she's not been asked to do great social commentary here. But what I really liked was this idea of like, is are we working from a stereotype or are we reinventing it in a certain way? 
are we working from a service? And I would say we're doing both. And the adjustment card here on the table, the temperance card, would say we're doing both. We're working with a stereotype and against it, which also has a philosophical, when you work with and against something, that has a philosophical terminology and it's disidentification. I think that's what both of us do, Zoe, if I'm not wrong. I think both of us, and this is what the temperance card would be telling us to do, to disidentify, to work with and against the feminine as a solid ideological construct. Can we even put it like that? Okay, I think that's all that I can, I have the breath for today. Um, that's the end of our program. This is the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, and we take it very seriously. You can find us and have ecstatic congress with us via an appointment for divination at fishstorygallery.com. Not just with me. There are other people offering divination there. And fishstorygallery.com is the online site of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, and there you can see the ecstatic exhibitions of fish storytellers and exhibitionists just like you, as well as links to all objets de spiritual artisanry and ecstatic offerings of mutual care of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. You can also support our work on Patreon, where any tier of patronage gets access to early episodes of this program, Plus, your tiniest donation helps us to continue to provide mutual care on a pay-what-you-can and very cheap basis and brings us closer to our goals of even more direct action projects um, that we look forward to offering in the future. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Fish Story Gallery. La Chiva is the demon in me, and I am La Chiva, and this has been the esoteric education of La Chiva. I love you. Remember, you are not alone because after all, there's the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery.